0: on which there's not a whole lot happening because why would there be anything happening on a Tuesday in October? Uh, We have a game on Thursday. We can talk about that tomorrow. We can talk about it on Thursday. There's a lot of discussion about who might start at left back. Could it be Callum Scanlon? Will it be Costas? Could it be Joe Gomez? Is Luke Chambers okay to play? So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. I would expect a heavily rotated team. And it's a game we should expect to win. But we'll see what happens and we can talk about it tomorrow. I'm sure people have uh, plenty of thoughts still on the Derby. Everton fans certainly do and they continue to cry and they talk about the big book of Derby Day theft that they're filling in despite the fact that As I said yesterday, they've won five games since the turn of the century. It's not referees, lads. These are just shit. (laughs) It's as simple as that. What I wanted to do today, I can't remember who asked me this. I'm really sorry. Somebody asked me this over the weekend, and I thought, I'll throw this in on Tuesday or Wednesday when there's not a whole lot going on. And it was to pick three players from each other Premier League club to put into this Liverpool team. Now, I looked at it and I thought there's definitely a bunch of clubs where there aren't three players that get in the team, but there's definitely three players that get in the match day squad. But then there are a couple of clubs in which you're not taking anybody, really. You might take one. You maybe could scrape two, but you might not want anybody. So we're going to do that. We're going to start with Tottenham. Top of the league, 23 points, unbeaten. And Postacoglu has made the best start to life in the Premier League of any manager in the history of the Premier League, which is incredibly impressive. And, you know, people will say they're running hot, but that's what you want them to do. You want them to get as many points, if you're a Spurs fan, obviously, you want them to get as many points on the board as early in the season as possible. Because in the back half of the season, they're going to have an advantage where they won't have the fatigue of having played in Europe whereas other clubs will have and still will be. So I think this is really promising for Spurs. I think they're a top four team this year. Now, I think it'll be fourth, but I I think they're a top four team. I think them and Villa and Newcastle, to be fair, but I think Champions League will catch up on Newcastle. I think there's a lack of quality in certain areas with Newcastle as well. I think it's Villa and Spurs who will compete for that fourth spot United are garbage and I know they're currently eighth but like let's be honest they've lost four times already they've had a fairly easy start and they just don't have the quality they don't have the manager to sustain a top four push not, not that they've even made one yet this season the five points behind us we're currently fourth and we're still a little bit hit and miss um Anyway, back to Tottenham. So the first player i take is Mickey Vandeven. I think he's excellent. I wanted him in the summer. You all heard me talk about him. I would take him as the left back who plays left side centre back in our three box, three shape. I think he's tremendous. I really do. Um, you could also take Destiny Adoji. If you wanted to play a traditional back four, I think he's going to be one of the best left backs in the world. Um, Next one, then. I'm torn between Yves Basuma and Papi Matar Sar. I think I take Sar. Basuma's been brilliant to start the season, but so has Sar. And Sar has done it a little bit under the radar. And I actually think for what we need, I think Sar might suit a little bit better because he's moldable as well. At the moment, he's more of a box-to-box destroyer type. and I think in, in a double pivot with, say, Trent, where you can push Alexis and Dominic on as the eights in that box midfield, having Trent been able to sit in and just dictate play and Matar Sarr able to go box-to-box and be that destroyer and follow the press and be that just safety blanket behind the press so teams can't play out through you, I think he'd be ideal. And like I say, I think he's really, really moldable. And he's only a kid. Like he's, what is he, 22 maybe? 21. He's actually just turned 21. So levels and levels to go up with him. And he's been brilliant this year so far. The third one you're taking is, is Heung-Min Son. Youngman's Son is and has been for many years, other than last season when he did his appointment, he's one of the 10 best players in the league. Most seasons, he's one of the five best players in the league. This season, he might be the best player in the league to date with the only real exception or opposition to that being our own Mo Salah. Um, Son is a magnificent player and... I've never understood why certain people tried to diminish how good he was in a weird attempt to big up Sadio. I would have always taken Son over Sadio with the exception of one season, the 1920 season, where Sadio was the best player in the league. Son has more to his game than Sadio. He's a better dribbler than Sadio. He's a better finisher than Sadio. He's a better crosser of the ball than Sadio. He's a better passer than Sadio. Sadio's probably, at his best, was better off the ball, but Son is is good on the ball. And if you look at the, the league so far, you've got... Haaland has nine, but he hasn't been good this season. Salah has seven, Son has seven. I think they've been the two best players in the league thus far. So... Salah, Darwin, son, ah, I quite like that. Uh, on to City. This is easy for me. Give me Josco Gvardiol. at left-back, left-centre-back. Give me Rodri, without question. The best holding midfielder in the world. One of the ten best players in the world. The most important player in that City team. And give me Phil Foden. And we play Phil Foden off the left. Now, this might seem a bit disparaging on Luis Diaz. I'm a big Luis Diaz fan. But I really like the idea of Phil Foden on the left for us. Just that dribbling ability, that 1v1 ability, and he's a really good cross for the ball. And I like the idea of having that left-footed left winger. Uh, From Arsenal... But Kyle Saka for certain. We play him left wing. Play him left back either. But we play him left wing. You take Saliba as the third centre-back. Though Gabriel is better than him. And Gabriel is more suited to how we play. But there's always an error in Gabriel. Give me Saliba behind Van Dijk and Kanate, and I think you're good to go. And we'll take Declan Rice. Now, my own thoughts on Declan Rice are well-documented. He's not a six. But in a double pivot with Trent, again, like Papi Matarsar, where Trent can go box-to-box, box, then, or when, sorry, when Rice can go box-to-box, box, that's where you will get the best of Declan Rice, which is, you know, a £60 million player. I think if you add a £60 million player to our Field, it will improve it. Um, Is he the answer to every issue? No. And he's been hit and miss for Arsenal so far. He looks much better in, since moving to the box-to-box role next to either Partey or Jorginho than he did as a six. But we'll take that Declan Rice. Uh, Aston Villa. Um, we'll start with Boubacar Kamara. I think he's... I think he's fantastic. If he could avoid injuries, he would be very, very high on my list of players to go for in the summer because he's he's very similar to what Fab was at his peak. And I think Kamara has still development to go. I think he can reach the same level as Fab did at his very best, but with more mobility. The second one you take is Moussa Diaby. Now, I don't know if he starts for us. I don't think he does. But he's really good depth on both wings, and the third one. See, I really like Ollie Watkins, but we don't really need him. Like we have Darwin, we have Cody, we have Jota. We're set at nine. Zaniolo's talent is is undeniable, but again, the injuries he's had—what two or three ACL tears already. How Torres is too slow for me to play that left sided role for us, that left sided defensive role. I'll take Ezric Hanza just as a utility defender who can fill in. But we, I mean, we have a lot of crossover in Joe Gomez. Eddie Martinez is backup to Ali is the real answer, but Eddie Martinez is too good to be a backup, and we have a decent backup goalkeeper. So give me Ezri Hanza. The tune. Um Botman doesn't have the ideal pace to play that left-sided role, but he's so good that I don't care. Sven Botman was the best centre-back in the league last year. Give me Sven Botman. We'll just play a back three and we won't ask him to to, to do too much in terms of getting forward. He's a great passer, so he can just pass from the back. Uh, Gimarish is the obvious one. He's a superb player. He is absolutely superb. Has every pass in the book. Good defensively, strong. Again, he's not ideal as a six, but he's he's a great player. You you take Bruno Gameris if you have the chance. And give me Harvey Barnes. I know he's injured at the moment, but I've always liked Harvey Barnes, so I'll take him. Uh, For Brighton... Purvis of Stupanen, for certain. Um, the best left back in the league for me right now has been for a little while. I think Ake had the best season last year, but I think in the back half of the season, of Stupanen was the best left back in the league. And until the recent injury, he was the best left back to start this season. So give me him. We're going to play a traditional back four here. I'll take Matoma as well. And he can start left wing. That's... That pairing is absolutely devastating. So we'll go with those two. And then there's a bunch of options here. Evan Ferguson is an obvious one, but again, we're we're pretty uh, well stocked at centre forward. I really like Beliba. But I think I'm going to go. He's injured at the moment, but I don't care. This kid is the closest thing to Luis Suarez that I've seen, I'm taking Julio and Ciso. I, I just think he doesn't have that manic nature of Suarez, but he's phenomenally good. And he can play anywhere you want. He can play on the right. He can play on the left. He can play as a nine. He can play off the nine. I, I just you, you get him and you figure it out afterwards. You find a way to make it work. He's He's so, so special. I really hope that knee injury is nothing that he can't overcome. Um, United. Um, The obvious answer was always Bruno, but we have Dominic now, so we have no need for Bruno. Casemiro is largely washed but I'd still take Casemiro cuz I think in our team it would be different than it is in their team if you put him in a double pivot with Trent and just say to him all you're there for is to recycle the ball protect the defense manage the game he he could do that they're asking him to do far too much um I'll take Luke Shaw it was either the gnome or Luke Shaw, and I'll take Luke Shaw. A fit Luke Shaw at his best is, is a very good player. A gnome at his best is still a gnome. And the third one, I I I just can't quit. I'd take Sancho. I'd take Sancho and just try and reinvent him. Because I think Sancho, in the way we play with the box midfield, could play as one of the eights. I think he'd be devastating because he's, He's so skillful and he's so good in tight spaces. He can obviously play on the wing either. There's no no doubt there, but I, I'll take Sancho and you just you try and make the most of, of what he can give you. Uh, West Ham, Nayef Agard, undoubtedly. We'll take Mohamed Kudus because he can play either wing or he can play as an eight so you get versatility. The third one is It should be Paqueta, but I mean, just adding another eight who, I mean, he can play wide, but it's not the best use of him. And it means Alexis is having to stay as the six, and I don't like that. So I'm not going to take him. Um, I'll give me Edson Alvarez. He's not of the level we want, but he is. He is good. So we'll take Edson Alvarez. So Agard, Alvarez and, and Mohamed Kudus. Uh Chelsea. Uh, Levi Colwell. Or Ben Mobadi ashile I'll take either of them. I still want Moises. The kid is special. He is absolutely special. And if we'd signed him in the summer, I think we'd win the league this year. I think he's that level of special. So, give me Moises. And the third one, Noni Noni Mudeki, I think. I think. I am convinced that if Klopp got his hands on Mudrik, he could make something out of him. Because, I mean, that pace is terrifying. And he's really good 1v1, but he doesn't know what to do after that. But give me Noni Medeke. I think he's just a safer bet. Uh, Crystal Palace. Michael Olise Play on the wing. Either wing. Can play as an eight. Give me to Kure. Starting six. And I suppose Mark Wehi As defensive depth. Actually... You know, instead of Mudeki, my third Chelsea player is going to be Trevo Chalaba. But if I have Moise, I don't really need him. No, give me Mudeke. Uh For, yeah, for Palace, then yeah. Gwehi as depth in defence. Dekure to start as the six. And then Elise to be a utility rotation forward. Wolves. Max Kilman. A, mm. Yeah, give me Max Kilman. I really like Matthias Cunha. But I think I'm going to leave him out. Pedro Neto is an obvious one to go left wing. Can also cover right wing, but I, I love him left wing. I love how aggressive he is in his dribbling. So him on the left wing just beating the fullback and whipping in crosses is going to be an absolute goal fest for Darwin um, and the third one I'm going to take Boubacar Traore I think he's excellent I think if he was at a different club I think he'd be getting the same type of love that Papi Matar Sar is getting I think he is that level of talent and they were together at Mets and um, yeah, give me Boubacar Traore, um, Fulham, Joe Pellinia, obviously. After that, Anthony Robinson. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's a starter for us, but I think he'd be really good cover. I'd take him over Costas. And I think he would suit the back three better than Robbo does, even though he's not as good as Robbo. Even Robbo declined. Robinson isn't as good. But he is bigger, stronger. So I'll take Anthony Robinson. And the third one... I like Andreas Pereira, but we don't have any need for him. Fulham have an odd squad. A really odd squad of kind of misfit toys. Um and they make it work to the best of their ability, but Roddick no, Tete no, Bassi no. I'll take Tolson as a depth centre back. Give me give me Tolson as a depth centre back. I like Sasa Lukic, but no, give me Tolson. Um yeah. Yeah, we'll take Robinson. We'll take Tolson and we'll take we'll take Jao Um Brentford. I mean, Ivan Tony again is the obvious one, but again, we're loaded up front, so it, we don't we don't have that need for a nine. But I will take Brian and Bomo. I think he's outstanding, absolutely outstanding. Um, I'm taking Nathan Collins because I'm Irish and I'm biased. I think we could develop him into a really good centre back. All the tools are there. I think he just needs consistency in his life because he's had, he's been at Stoke, Burnley, Wolves, and now Brentford in the last four years. And that doesn't help a young defender because a lot of defending is about partnerships. If you're right back or if you're your left back, if you're the left centre back and with your other centre back and with your goalkeeper and with your holding midfielder. And every year he's having to get to know a bunch of new people. So, He'd have to do it again with us, but I would take him. Um, Third one. Give me Kevin Shade. That pace is just terrifying. So I'll take him. Nottingham Forest, we're taking Morgan Gibbs-White. and I'll figure out where I'm using him afterwards, but he can play in a bunch of different positions. He wouldn't be a starter, but I'd have him in the squad. I'll take Neil. He's not, a pure six, but he's played a fair bit of six. He'd be a better six than what we have. So I'll take the and play him there. Even though Steve Cooper has decided he's some sort of weird attacking midfielder, we're going to play him as a six. And I'll take Marillo, the young defender. He is really good. Really, really, really good. So we'll take him. The Ev. Jesus. <laughs> um We'll take Brantwaite, definitely. I think he's really good. We'll take Onana without question. He's outstanding. A third Everton player? This is just a me pick because I like the player, same as I did with Harvey Barnes. I'm taking Dwight McNeil. I just always like Dwight McNeil. Luton. This is this is the toughest one to find anybody, being completely honest, because the only player I think I'd want in the squad—not definitely not as a starter, but in the squad—they don't own. It's Isakibori. I don't mind Sambilakanga, but he's in on loan as well, and he's a bit—he's a bit wild at times. <sighs> Ted and Menji as a. As a depth centre back, I'll take. He's not a world beater, but he's he's talented. Chidozi Ogbena, can I interest you in a bit of Chidozi? He is good, he's not not our level good, but other than Ted Menji, uh, there's nobody. And and even I mean that's a real stretch. That's a real stretch. If we're taking just anybody, I'll take Kabure as a backup right back. And I take Lakonga as a backup, <clears throat> excuse me, a backup bowl winner in midfield, but not as a starter. Um, Burnley. Burnley have a bunch of interesting players. And because they're not very good so far, and I think they will be fine, I still think they're going to stay up because. I look at them like I look at Forest last season where they just they had to buy basically, or didn't have to, but they bought basically a new team. Um, and I think there's there's more than enough talent in the squad to keep them up. So first order of business. Um, give me Wilson Odebert, the young winger. I think he's outstanding. I think he's got big, big potential. Um... Yeah, give me Wilson-Odebert. Then... Give me Vitinho as a backup to Trent. I think... Aaron Ramsey is calling out, but he doesn't start for us. And we we have four eights. Well, we've actually got six eights, but we've got four that I'm really happy with for the long haul. One of them, I think, will will be leaving in Tiago. I think the other one will get repurposed as something else. But in in percentage, but, 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 but um, so we don't really have a reason for for him. I do like Anna Zeruri, the the Belgian. I think he's really good. I think I'll just take him, I'll take Odebert, him, and Vitinho. It's not ideal, but it's not bad. Uh, bournemouth i'll take milos kurkes without question um i'll take Oatara. i think i think he could be something if he can stay fit and gets the minutes he needs i think we could see a real jump from him the pace and the, the ability to beat a man is is really really impressive um I'll take Max Aarons as a backup right back I suppose. I like Alex Scott, I really like Alex Scott. I take you know I'll take Alex Scott over Aarons as a depth midfielder even though we don't really have a need for him and I've just said we don't need any more 8s. I do really like Alex Scott. And I like the idea of Alex Scott playing in that in a double pivot. So, it, you know, not saying we will, but if we were to move Trent into midfield permanently at any point in a double pivot Having Alex Scott as cover for him I think would be quite good. And then there's Sheffield United. And uh, this is another one where there isn't really a whole lot to be getting too excited about. Uh, I will take Anil Hazic as a depth centre-back. I'll take Vinicius Sousa as a ball winner in midfield. I... I do think he's pretty good. I liked him when he was at Espanol. So I'll take him. He's not the caliber that we want starting, but he's better than Endo. He's more dynamic. He's bigger, he's stronger, he's quicker. We'll take him. And a third one. I do really like Luke Thomas he's in on loan obviously from Leicester but I do really like Luke Thomas I think I'll just take him to be fair Luton if I take Kabore and Lakonga just as depth and again it's stretching but those two and Menji yeah we can get three from each team some of them are regrettable um, but there you go. I No one asked for that. Well, one person asked me to do that. You, you, the listener, probably didn't want to hear that, but there you go. Um, on to Anfieldindex.com, you can check it. This is AnfieldLiverpool.com for yourselves today. On Anfieldindex.com, there is a piece about what David Lynch had to say on a recent podcast um, about how Everton came to Anfield Looking to make it ugly, and there's no question that was the entire purpose of their visit. Uh, report Reds list risk losing next gen stars to rivals. It's a piece on that. It's a piece about Jan Mulby talking about wearing white. <laughs> there is a piece about what I had to say on. Everton and this delusion that their fans live in that it's all the referees. It's just, it's mind blowing that they've, they've convinced themselves this. I saw one terrible group of lads trying to make the claim on some bargain basement blue version of the red men TV that the decision not to send off kanate was worse worse than the decision not to give luis diaz's goal and magnificent and the final piece that's here is about our pursuit of asan oadrago of schalke the kid is by all accounts the next big thing in german football now that's a lot of pressure to put in a youngster. Uh, I've only watched YouTube on this kid because I'm not going to sit and watch Schalke play in the second tier of German football. Not at this point in my life. Ten years ago, absolutely. Sign me up, but not now. Um, But by all accounts, this kid is the absolute business. Uh his buyout clause is twenty million, but there's reports and rumors that they'd be willing to take less because they're a financial train wreck and have been for years. Um so yeah, there's a piece on him. There are also some new podcasts. There is Pro Plus Media Matters type of jobby with David Lynch on chatting to Dave Davis about the Derby. That is where Mr. Lynch dropped the line about Everton coming to play ugly. And then there is the latest Molby on the spot, which, I mean, if you're not listening to it by now, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what is wrong with you? If you're not listening to Molby on the spot, send me your address and I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to make you listen to it. I'm going to make you listen to like five of them in a row. And by the time I leave, you will be thanking me. You might even sign over your house to me. Because I will have improved your life that much by making you listen to Moby on the spot with the good brother Trev Downey and Mr. Jan Moby, Liverpool legend. And that's it. That's all I have for today. So I will see you all tomorrow. Don't have me come to your houses. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.
1: We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show.